next on World Radio Gardening, plants, soil and gardens from around the globe with Ken Crowther. Hi, I'm Ken Crowther and I've been gardening for nearly, well, in fact, just over 60 years. I've seen so many gardens in my time across different parts of the world, as well as in the UK. Garden festivals were a thing some years ago. I think it was Mr. Hesseltine who actually got those going. They were very good for the industry and they gave different countries the chance of showing off their styles of gardening. I've been to several countries around the world and also had the opportunity of interviewing several people from across different parts of Europe and as far away as Australia and even seen gardens in Japan. So my knowledge and information that I store in my head about those gardens when people ask for them is actually quite quite a lot and I can actually churn a bit out occasionally and give people ideas on little features that they perhaps can put in their own garden. It's a conglomeration of lots of information put together and we'll be traveling across the world and around the globe here on World Radio Gardening. In this episode, we look at the Dutch style of gardens. The main thing that you've got to look out for is quite stark and plain. The use of grass, very flat sort of areas of Holland, as Holland is pretty flat altogether. Flat lawns, not that cut low like we do in England, not with stripes, just grass. Around those you get borders of hedges particularly, very straightforward, low hedges, not terribly many high hedges. The use of conifers still, still popular in Holland, and in fact we see that they're used in some ways more than we use them here today. They're used as specimens in the middle of front lawns. The thing of course the Dutch are very well known for, and their beds in front of their houses in spring, of course, Lots and lots of tulips. Difficult to believe that someone like Holland, or somewhere like Holland, uh, that produces so many uh, tulips that they actually buy their daffodils mainly from the UK, because we're one of the greatest producers. But actually, let's look now at Dutch bulb production. I've caught up with Mark Wolvenhoven, from Wolvenhovens. Now, Mark, you're our fifth generation, is that right? That's right, yeah, I'm the fifth generation. Now, you've been, the company's been growing bulbs for that, how many years now then? Uh, we started, or the company started in 1885. And you have possibly taken it the jump further into the, well, 21st century or perhaps even the 22nd, <laughs> eh? Maybe the 22nd, yeah. 
Now, in the past, it's been very much about growing bulbs and selling bulbs, but you're now selling via the web as well, is that right? Yeah, by the web. We try to do more by the web in the future. Now, what does the company basically specialise in? What, what's your main thing? Our main thing is uh, alliums and amaryllis. Now, amaryllis have gone a long way because I believe you're trying to sell now multi-stem ones, is that right? Yeah, that's right, that's something new, a multi-flora, that's what we call them. Now, the ones in the middle have got huge amounts of uh, petal. What yeah. one's that then we're looking at? That's amaryllis nymph. Nymph? Yeah, that's a I double one. nymph would be little, not big. <laughs> that's a huge flower though, isn't it? That's right, yeah, it's a double one. So, actually it's a triple one, but we call it a double. Uh, we call it a double, yeah. Are amaryllis still as popular as they ever were, do you think? They are still popular, yeah. But Everybody grows them, don't they? Everybody grows them, but people still think it's only at Christmas, but that's wrong. They're all it's the not, year? It's the whole year round. Now. now is that because the amaryllis will grow all the year and are they are they sort of treated so that they will grow just for Christmas? Is what how how do we get them as a Christmas idea? Uh, in the early days people only saw sold them in Christmas time. Do you have to treat the bulb to make it flower yeah, just after yeah, Christmas? Yeah, what yeah. you cool it or yeah cool and also uh, plant on different times of the year and you know it grows in the bulb and then finally the bulb will grow in that time of season so so it's just conditioning really isn't it yeah now you mentioned allium now alliums weren't as popular 10 years ago i mean you're a very young man but mm. they have become incredibly popular haven't they yeah that's right yeah Especially. now you've got some funny what i call funny little ones in the middle they're, they're like sort of cones but in a mm. purple with a green underside which one's that then that's a new one it's a red mohican red mohican i can see where the tuft at the top comes yeah, from yeah, yeah. and what other ones are, are still very popular in allium like uh, the, the globe master or an ambassador the big ones people prefer they so still like the big ones still like the big ones yeah and white but there's not so many white varieties so that's also yeah so do white ones cost more than the purples generally or not really no they don't no now you sell well i call it mail order but via the web mm. across the whole of europe all of europe and also abroad uh, really as well yeah. yeah yeah incredible now we ought to have the web address because then we can actually have a look at what you've got on offer so what's the web address then that's uh uk. And how do you spell Warmenhoven? Warmenhoven is W-A-R-M-E-N-H-O-V-E-N. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you for your time. Thank you. So three simple things to consider if you want to make your garden look like a Dutch garden. A flat lawn, don't cut it too short, cut it mainly the grass to perhaps two inches. Simple hedges that I talked about before, but on a front garden, only being about two and a half feet high. Borders, very simple, narrowish borders, 
But again, using bulbs as the main feature, that's really important. Bulbs, bulbs and more bulbs. And we'll look perhaps at thinking about which bulbs we should plant. We'll use tulips for spring. Now remember that if you look at all the different tulips, you can get tulips to flower from quite early on in April, right through to the end of May, and then you could plant bedding plants. And again, Dutch gardens still use a lot of bedding plants, in fact, to create their borders. This doesn't mean, of course, that they've missed out on planting shrubs as well, because they use quite a few shrubs. Now, last autumn, in my search to find something new, I discovered a selection of multi-headed tulips. Now, why grow tulips that produce just one stem with one flower when you can grow varieties which have multiple flowers at the tips of branched stems? Now, I'm not sure why multi-headed tulips aren't more widely grown, as I found their performance outstanding in my patio pots. There's a glorious variety called Antoinette that I grew last year. Not only does each bulb produce stems carrying three, four, five, even six flowers, but they change colour from pale creamy yellow to a rich pale pink as they fade. They do look quite exquisite. This was quite unexpected as the photo on the packet just showed the newly opened yellow flowers and I wasn't expecting such a transformation, but I loved the long lasting display that they created. So check out Antoinette if you can find it in the stores. Now, when I was editor of Garner's World magazine, every spring you'd receive letters and photos from readers describing multi-headed tulips from people who think they've grown something new and unique. But there are many lovely varieties to choose from. Just to whet your appetite, try and look out the following. Variety called Belicia, which has double flowers that change colour from lemon-edged crimson to white and red edges. There's the multi-flowered Candy Club, with creamy white flowers fading to purple. Colour Spectacle, which has pale yellow petals and broad red streaks. And Happy Family, with purple petals and white edges. Or there's Orange Bouquet, which of course is orange with red petals. Toronto, with pinkish red flowers. Or Tulipa Prestons Unicum, with bright red flowers. Dwarf Habit, and variegated foliage. That can also look lovely in borders. So check out some of the tulips, not just with plain green leaves, but with variegated ones as well. Now, tulip bulbs can be planted far later than other bulbs and will still flower well in spring. One of the reasons for later planting in cooler weather is you can avoid one of the diseases called tulip fire. So you really can go on planting tulips into October, even into November. Some people have planted them even later. I've known people plant tulips well into the new year and still get good results. Most of my tulips are planted in large patio pots, and I really do mean large ones, really big wide ones, because the more bulbs I can get in them, the better the display is gonna be. But I'll keep the pots in a sheltered position once they're planted to avoid the compost getting too cold and wet and waterlogged. I think so often it's not the cold that can kill bulbs in pots, but it is the waterlogging. So shelter them in the worst of the winter weather, keep the bulb pots in a sheltered site and gradually move them back onto the patio uh, later in the new year. Once you can see the new growth coming through, then you know that the bulbs are growing strongly 
and you can put them on display. And if you want more flower power from a single pot, then why not plant several layers of tulips in a single pot? Plant a deep layer of a dwarfer growing earlier flowering variety of tulip, put a bit more compost in and then plant a layer of later flowering taller ones on top. Or you can mix different bulbs together. Sometimes I'll put a late flowering tulip planted deep down in the pot. On top of that I'll plant a slightly earlier flowering narcissus or daffodil, shorter growing variety, and then more compost. And on the top of that a final layer of crocus bulbs which will give you flowers in February or March topped up with compost. And this multi-layered pot will give you a longer flowering season. So for instance there you've got early crocus in February to March, followed by daffodils in March to April, followed by tulips. So a single pot will give you a really long season of colour. Roll on spring! with Bart, who's Managing Director of Kukunov. Is that right? That's right, yes, I am. Now, it's, it's a garden that is visited by thousands of people. How did it all start? Well, Kukunov started 68 years ago when a group of flower bulbs had the bright idea of starting an exhibition. Just to show people how beautiful the tulips are and the hyacinths and the daffodils, and they expected when people see them, they're going to buy them anyway. And what we do nowadays is almost the same. It's still an exhibition and we show the flowers, especially the tulips of course, to a lot of people, international people, and they admire the bulbs and the plants and hopefully when they come home they're going to use flowers and bulbs and plants in their own garden and their own homes. That's the intention still of Kokonov. From Holland, of course. Most of them come from <laughs> Holland, but as you probably know that many of the flowers produced all over the world are first shipped to Holland and then from Holland are shipped back to countries all over the world again. It's really a hub that we have over here. The bulbs, the tulips are produced, 90% uh, all bulbs you see in the world are produced here in the Netherlands, especially in this area of Holland. So if we, if we go backwards, you, you know, if you think 60 odd years of bulb growing, hmm. bulbs have changed a lot in that time, do you think? Yeah, well, we've been growing bulbs in the Netherlands now for four centuries, 400 years, um, and a lot of, it has changed, of course. Uh, many new varieties came. The first tulip bulbs that came to the Netherlands, they came from the wild. Uh, up high in the mountains, uh, the wild tulips grow. And we brought them to the Netherlands and four centuries of hard labor gave us many varieties, many new colors, many new shapes. And that's what you can see here in Kokonov. We have over 800 different varieties of only tulips here in Kokonov. Just tulips alone? Just tulips alone, 800 different varieties. It's really amazing if you walk around what shapes you can find over here. Yeah. And they're still as popular, aren't they? Just look around you, yes. Today, <laughs> today Kokonov is visited by approximately 25,000 people. And they come from all over the world to see the tulips from Holland. It's one of the most beautiful flowers there is. I'm enthusiastic about it and many others are as well. If you, if you go back in the centuries, because tulips were actually more valuable than gold, isn't that right, yes. in the past? The first what was the reason for that? The tulip is such a beautiful flower and everybody wanted to have some of the bulbs and there's not a machine that can produce tulip bulbs so there was a shortage of bulbs and many people wanted them and that's an economy. 
the things get more and more valuable. And at the highest point, uh, a big house in Amsterdam, one of the kennel houses, was sold for three tulip bulbs. Nowadays, I'm afraid that's not going to happen anymore. That's because it's mass-produced and it's, grown. It's, mass, it's mass-produced, there's many of them, and um, still, it's a very uh, valuable product because it gives so much joy, but it's not a very expensive product anymore. How long does it actually take to produce the tulip? I'm staying on tulips because yes. we can go across all the board. Oh, there's many of them, yes. But stay on tulip. How long does it actually take to grow a tulip that you could buy, plant okay, and yeah. flower? You're going to need some patience. We need about 20 till 25 years from the cross-pollination until a lot of tulips that can be commercially produced. 25 years. So many new varieties come to the market nowadays and they've been cross-pollinated 25 years ago. So it's quite a lot of time that you need to, to, to produce, uh, to create a new tulip. But it's important that we still do so, because new varieties, they grow better, uh, they can grow without chemicals, they can grow without moisture. Uh, it's very important to produce new varieties every time again. Not just new colors, not just new shapes, but better tulips with a longer vase life, for example, uh, to go to the market every year again. So really, it's... The garden itself is also helping the growers to display and yes. sell their products. Yeah, this is a show window, we say. This is the showcase of the Dutch floriculture industry. People just send their best bulbs and their best flowers and plants to Keukenhof just to let people see how beautiful they are and what we can do here in the Netherlands. If you just see the variety that is here on display, that's of course much broader than the variety that you can buy at a regular garden center. There's just about 20, 30 varieties of tulips. We've got 800 different varieties. So it's to tease people and then we're sure that they're going to plant bulbs in their own garden. You're listening to the latest podcast from World Radio Gardening. Ken Crowther has been following in the footsteps of millions of visitors over the years to the delightful Kirkenhof Gardens in the Netherlands. Springtime and a blaze of colour awaits you. Staying with Bart and looking at the gardens, how many, how many hectares have you got of garden here at Coconut? Yeah, Coconut is quite a big uh, garden. It's about 32 hectares. And in the 32 hectares, we grow about 7 million bulbs. Every year again, we get them all out in the summertime and then we plant new one, new fresh one, better quality one to make a new design in Coconut. So it's quite a lot of work to be done, even when Coconut is closed. In summertime, when there's no visitors here, we still work with approximately 100 people every day, half of them gardeners. Yes, it's a huge garden. Things grow and we have to make sure that it gets neat and nice for, uh, for next spring. Because it's not just beds, you've got topiary, trees, yes, areas yes, of yes. grass. We've there's got specialists doing all the trees, specialists doing all the shrubs and the perennials, and our own gardeners are involved mostly with the tulips, that's their specialty. The thing uh, we do is we fix really on the, on the tulips and on the bulb side of our park and the rest we try to find professional parties to help us with their professionality to, for example, do the maintenance of trees. There's, I think, about uh, uh, 500 different varieties of trees here in the park. There sometimes needs different treatment to make sure that they flower again next year. So a lot of specialists being involved. It's difficult to imagine a park that's only open from, what is it, March to May? Eight it? weeks, yes. Eight Eight yeah. weeks? Just eight weeks a year and the rest, the park is closed, really close to the, to the people. 
Have you ever tried opening the park at a different time of the year? Yeah, we tried many, many years ago, about, about 18 years ago. Uh, it was an experiment that we had because the park is beautiful. We've got all the facilities. But the huge problem is that, first of all, we need the 10 months to prepare a very good-looking bulb flower park. In summer times we have to uh, do a lot of work here to prepare the planting in fall. But on the other side, a lot of visitors that came were very disappointed. Because when you come to Keukenhof, you need to see tulips. And there's no tulips in summertime, as you know. So although we had the most beautiful flowers, um, it wasn't a success. We'll never go to do that again. Keukenhof will stay open in springtime for the eight weeks. And the rest of the year we'll, f we'll focus on uh, making Keukenhof for next year. It is lovely to think that people don't realise that tulips don't flower in the summer, isn't it? We still have to explain, and many new people from all over the world come, uh, and we have to explain that, but also here in Europe, less and less people know about how plants grow and how you should treat them. So uh, it's a thing for us uh, to do a little education, I think. Now, talking of, of, of how you treat them, do you have disease problems ever with the ground? I mean, you know, you're, yeah, putting, you're putting the same plants back yes, in year yes, on course. year. Does that happen? You have to actually clear a bed and start Yes, again? yes, of course. This, this is a garden like any garden and we face the same problems as people at home do. Some, sometimes uh, bulbs uh, bring diseases with them. And there's many solutions uh, that we uh, use here in the park. First of all, this is not a production area. So we can harvest our bulbs much uh, earlier in the season than the growers can. The moment the last visitor will leave Keukenhof, by this year 21st of May, 22nd of May we will start harvesting the bulbs because we're just interested in the flowers. And because the bulbs are not in the soil anymore, diseases will disappear a little bit earlier than in the fields. When there is a disease in it, we just put new fresh soil in it. We can do that, we just take about 40-50 centimeters of soil, so we get it out of the park and bring fresh soil in it to make sure that the soil is healthy. And then when we do a real good quality check in fall time when the bulbs come in, we can keep it uh, healthy every year again. Because in certain spots we grow tulips now on the same spot for 68 years, which is something that a, a grower, yeah, which, which, which is something that a grower cannot do. A grower in the fields here in the Netherlands, they should change crops every three or four years, especially tulips, higher since even seven years, as you probably know. Here we can sometimes grow them on the same spot year after year. So looking, looking at that, that's a real problem. Looking at the bulbs, now, do you buy the bulbs or do, are the growers keen to actually yes, give they them are. to you? Yeah. The intention of making an exhibition together with the flower bulb growers is that they supply us the bulbs and they supply the best and the new varieties. And we make sure that it's a beautiful design and the maintenance, maintenance is being done, etc. So it's their bulbs. They supply them to us. We have a discussion with them uh, which varieties should be on display and uh, the way that we should make a beautiful design for them. And uh, that's the only thing uh, that we get from any party. The rest of Kokonov is, is financed just by the visitors coming to this place. This is a private owned uh, foundation and the only source of income that we have are the visitors. Only the flowers and the bulbs that you see in the park are given to us, are supplied by 100 flower bulb growers and about 500 flower, cut flower growers who do the displays in the three pavilions that we have. So really it, it's quite intriguing to think that out of those eight weeks that you've got enough people coming in yes. to finance a park that's run by 100 people. Isn't yes it? it is, it is. It's an amazing uh, business case that no other party in the world I think can do. 
But since about one million visitors come to Kokenhof every year, we can do it like this. That's the only way that you can create a Kokenhof like this. And the way we work, we can make it in a very, very high quality level. And that's why people from all over the world come. This is a unique place on a unique quality level. So people now come from Melbourne, come from the United States, come from China, especially to see the tulips in Holland. And there's not a lot of parks in the world that have an, uh, an audience that comes from so far away, I think. So really the message to, from, from Bath is, if you haven't been, you should have been. You should, and if you do need some flowers in your garden, tulips are the good ones, and, and please check quality. Good quality bulb will give you good quality of flower. Now some of the trees they might use, very fond of birch trees, particularly the white uh, stemmed birch trees. They're very popular indeed. And of course, conifers. They do love their cedars, particularly cedars, Deodora. That's a really lovely conifer that you could use as a feature in a garden. But don't overdo it with conifers because you really can overdo it. And if you want more to look on conifers, Go no further than look at up our uh, Adrian Bloon book that we talk about here on World Radio Gardening. That will give you some really good ideas on what you could put in a Dutch-looking garden. Last but not least, don't forget that you can use bulbs all year round. Gladioli in the summer for their bright colours. Add some dahlia tubers for the summer as well and lots and lots of alliums. So there you are. There's a few ideas. I hope that that brought a little of this wonderful garden style to life here on World Radio Gardening. I'll be back with more on plants, soil, gardens from around the globe in the near future, only on World Radio Gardening. And remember, if you'd like to tell us about your garden, then please head to worldradiogardening.com and use the comment forms to post on our news story features. Thank you.